Rankin. Bill Michael Show, hour number two. We're glad you're here. Thanks for hanging out with us. We certainly appreciate it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. Give them a call, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. I I do want to talk some Brewers baseball real quick because uh, yesterday they've got a win, knock off the Orioles 5-4. Uh, some clutch hitting yesterday. You saw, uh, you know, Colton Wong. I know uh, every time he comes to the plate, people are tweeting and he's struggling. He's off to a relatively slow start over five again yesterday. A couple of strikeouts didn't look good in the leadoff position. I get that. Uh, but you're not moving guys down. You're just sticking with them. Just see what happens. You know, Willie Adamas had a solid day yesterday. Christian Yelich yesterday uh, had a run scored and uh, ended up taking a walk. Uh, on base percentage is really good right now really solid so look if he's gonna continue to be right around the 300 mark i'll take it every damn day of the week uh andrew mccutcheon just continues to impress three rbis yesterday had a couple of hits two for four just a big day andrew mccutcheon what a pickup i mean again it's too early to go overboard on something positive it's too early to go completely defcon one when it comes to negativity either because it's so early, but Andrew McCutcheon has just been solid. And, you know, what I have found is that um, I think just after listening to McCutcheon the last couple of days, what a leader. In baseball, it's so difficult to to grab that intangible, but just what 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 a leader. I really like Andrew McCutcheon. I always like when he was with Pittsburgh years ago when they would come to town and he was he was the king in Pittsburgh and you try to get an interview with him. It was always extremely tough. And and there, there was uh, one time they were here and I got five minutes with him on the field. Um, and just at that point in time, I thought he's he's quote the enemy, you know, so to speak. But I thought, man, what a what a good dude, man. Just what a a genuine, from the heart, guy that gets it. And you know, even when he left Pittsburgh, I was still kind of you know looking over his career and thinking, man, I just I hope he, I hope he can just catch on. You want to see a guy like that have a really good, long, sustained career, and then reap the rewards of that. And you know, obviously he had some down years offensively, and everybody said, well, the game's passed him by. He's, at least early on, he's found a little bit of a research inside that Brewers clubhouse. But just what a good guy, man, just to, to listen to. And nothing's changed about him. Nothing. If anything, he's more humble. But he was always humble. So just I, I, a guy you can root for. Um, Rowdy Telez getting on. Obviously, that chopper back to the pitcher. Throw over to first base. Rowdy Telez. I, I will say this. Did you see that game? Did you watch it, Bad Big boy got up and over. Yeah. Didn't he? Oh, the he got time. up, yeah. Came down, tapped the bag with the back end of his foot. Although, if the if it, how Baltimore did not ask for a replay of that, so that weird. was close. It, yeah, that was close because it looked like the first baseman who had his toe on the bag grabbed the ball on the ground prior to Rowdy Telez tapping his toe on the base, which would have then had him out and thus ended the inning. 
correct me if I'm wrong, and the run would not have scored. So, and then obviously from there, there's the wild pitch. Telez goes to second. Next man up uh, being um, being Hunter Renfro. He doubles, drives into to, uh, on the ground rule double, drives in Rowdy Telez, and then you know ties the ball game up. But it, that game would have turned had they actually called for a replay. I couldn't figure out why they didn't call for a replay. I seem to think he would have been called out. Others say say no, the tie goes to the runner. Okay, you know maybe we get down to frame by frame seconds, but but I thought for sure that uh, that would that would have been an instance in which if somebody was there watching nothing but replay in a stadium, they would have buzzed the home plate umpire and said, "Give me a second." That would have that would have been that would have been that would have been it. But uh, but but hey, I'll take it. We're gonna win. Uh, the record now sitting at two and three on this very young season. Bad it again today, so uh, I'll take it in a in a heartbeat. Uh, Lorenzo Cain yesterday too, uh, also two for four by the way, and amazing because he was like at one thirty something, and people were like, ah, oh, here we go again. I said, give him a couple of hits. He's right back in it. Sure enough, two hits, two for four yesterday. His uh, his average now sitting at two fifty. There you go. Yes. What's your take on that new left field wall in Baltimore? I hate it. Um, the, the higher fence, well, they moved the higher fence down the line. Yeah, they moved. Um, oh, okay. Uh, then I didn't pay attention to that. I was looking at the higher fence down in the corner. I think it was Mancini where someone hit a ball to the left yesterday that would have been out with the old fence, but then was kept because I, because I saw, I saw, yeah, I saw the, the ball that came off the wall that was played so brilliantly by, uh, Christian Yelich. And holding the rudder to a double and really made it look because I'm thinking to myself, God, throw the ball in, throw the ball in. He was just taking his time. And I, my first thought was Bull Durham and what she says, you lollygay the ball back into the infield, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, don't lollygay. Just get it back, you know. But uh, but that was what I was talking about was that higher um, angular fence out in uh, the right or the left field corner that the ball hit and ricocheted off of uh, over to uh, – over to uh, Christian Yelich. But beyond that, I I didn't realize they had moved it back. So, anyway. It's... Camden Yard still holds a special place. It just does. It's... I've never been there. I have to admit that. I've never been there. But I just go back to when they opened it. It was one of the first new retro stadiums. It was one of the first ones... that Because it's 30 years old which makes me feel really old. But it's 30 years old and still looks like brand new. It's that red brick, very similar to what they have out in San Francisco. It's that red brick. It's nostalgic. It's what old stadiums looked like and what this new stadium was made to look like. And it there's still just a special place for that play. And obviously, you know, with Cal Ripken Jr. and you know, breaking Lou Gehrig's record and such. Uh, there, there's a specialness to it there, but, um, but yeah, it's just it. It's just such a cool place. It was one of the first retros, and uh, and I, I really like Camden, Camden Yards. Uh, 877-867-1670. Um, give us a shout. Should you uh, should you want to chime in? Feel free to go ahead and do so. But it, now, you were never on the, oh, my God, the sky is falling bandwagon to begin with, Ben. But then yesterday, when the Brewers got the win, Hayter looked solid. They closed it out. 
Did you breathe a little easier? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I think my easier breathing comes from seeing Christian Yelich hit more than them winning the game necessarily. But I think there are positive signs. I mean, I knew McCutcheon would bring something, but when he was in Philly, he was forced to take a lot of strikes because he was the leadoff guy, wanted to work Mm -hmm. counts. He's talked about now that he's here, he's just trying to hit fastballs. He did a lot of work on which pitches do I actually do damage on, and it's working. I I think that Mm -hmm. was a huge pickup. The fact that they're hitting the ball, especially recently, is a good sign, and the middle of the lineup more than anything. Um, and uh, this one's from Tom who says, and by the way, give some props and kudos to David Stearns for putting this team and the personnel in position to uh, compete every year. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with you. I mean, I, it, look, in the market they're in, the payroll they have, and one of the things of note yesterday that I thought was interesting, I was out uh, listening to the game, but I was listening to the broadcast on, I've got uh, Sirius XM, so I was listening to the broadcast and every stadium for a game is broadcast by the home team. So I'm listening to the home team's broadcast. By the way, have you ever listened to that, Ben? Just listen to broadcasts on baseball? Yeah, I do it all the time. I have MLB TV, so I'm all they, over the place. The radio-wise, they all sound the same. Yep. Well, I tell you, there's a drive. Uh, get up. Uh, you know, It's all these guys in their 30s. It's no personality. They all try to sound the same. I really did at one point think to myself, why are they playing a Baltimore commercial on the Brewers Radio Network and then realized I was still listening to XM when I got back in my car? They all sound the same. And so anyway, I digress. But I was listening to it, and they were talking about the um, the the Brewers in, in such an incredibly positive light because they said, look, yeah, the Brewers have not necessarily gotten to the promised land. And there is this, you know, this this surge of fan base that says, hey, look, it's time to time to win it. If you're not going to win it all, what are we doing? But they were giving the Brewers credit saying, look, this is the, the, the smallest media market in the league, the lowest payroll in the league. And the only teams they've lost to in the postseason have been the teams that went on to win the World Series. So it's not like they're they're caving to chumps who then go on to lose, get blown out in the next series. They're losing to the World Series winners. So, you know, yeah, you can say the Brewers have, have not necessarily gotten to the promised land, but the buzzsaw that they've run into has been the champions. You, that's, that's a little bit of a feather in your cap if you're a Brewers fan. You know, that, that's, that's not bad. You're, the only time you're losing in a postseason is to the eventual tournament of champions, so to speak. So it was rather interesting. And, and Drake, you're right. Uh, when you talk about guys like Bob Euchre, uh, you go back to the days of Jack Buck, um, you know, and again, I, I know it's different. Uh, the Cubs have a good broadcast. as I love listening to Ron Coomer. He cooks me up. Um, but, you, you, you know, Pat Hughes, you listen to certain broadcasters. The more experienced broadcasters have a distinct tone, tenor, delivery. They're comfortable. They They have things and experiences to talk about. Today's day and age. They don't have stories. They don't have the ability to paint a picture. They talk about stats. They talk about sabermetrics. You know, maybe if you're a better, it's great to listen to the game. But the art of baseball is the storytelling ability and the ability to paint a mental picture and bring the listening fan into the game. There's an art to that. Euchre has done it for decades. 
He can tell you a story while deliver you the game. Almost there are times where, in years gone by, when I first got here in 99, where Euchre was the game. It was a four-hour Bob Euchre tell-all of story after story after joke after story after joke. Oh, by the way, there's play-by-play because the Brewers sucked. So you had to bring fans into the game to make them want to listen and make it listenable rather than just giving them the doom and the gloom of baseball. And and that's there's an art to that. There's an art to that. So that's that's why we've been extremely lucky in uh, in this sense to have a guy like uh, you know Bob Euchre in our backyard. Uh, I grew up in Cincinnati uh, listening to Marty Brenneman, who I, I've always thought was fantastic. Um, Matt LePay is just simply awesome. You know, Larravee uh, and and what he and and the Rock do are great. So in radio, radio, that is. There's an art to that. Uh, 877-867-1670. This one's from uh, Go Go Daddy. Go Daddy Dave, who says, uh, hey, Bill, when you're coming back up to Wausau, are you going to go to a Woodchucks game? I'd love to go to a Woodchucks game. I haven't been there in probably five years. Haven't been to a Woodchucks game in maybe five years. I love the fact that uh, regardless of what's going on in the world of major sports, you always have Northwoods League baseball here in our own backyard. There's so many good teams, so many good franchises in the state. You can you can you can spend a summer going city to city to city just catching B- B- Northwoods League's baseball. It, it's 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 really cool. I love it. It takes me back to again. I hate to reference it, but it takes me back to like Bull Durham. You know, going to these little stadiums and these little towns, and where it's just you know, you've got the baseball players that are there. The coaches are coaching baseball, and then the next night you can see them selling tires. You know, it's just, I love it. Absolutely love it. It's a lot of fun. Um, hey, let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. Come back a lot more on this Wednesday edition of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Great company here in the state of Wisconsin called Wabam. W-A-B-A-M. Whether it's cleaning products uh, for industrial, for your home, janitorial services, or maybe you got detail products for your vehicle, for your boat, motorcycle, car, whatever it happens to be. Uh, they've got it all, and you can buy some of those products actually out of Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to wishd.com or stop out to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson on Highway 67 in Oconomowoc. But uh, if you want to get them shipped to your home, uh, go to get, G-E-T, getwabam.com. That's getwabam.com, get, W-A-B-A-M, wabam, getwabam.com. Really good stuff, and they're local. That's the best part about it, locally owned. So check it out, getwabam.com. Ben, the biggest story that we have not talked about yet is what? Oh, no. The biggest, stupidest story we have not talked about yet is what? It happened last night. Oh. Yeah. You got it. I'll let you do the introduction because I don't know if I have words to describe this woman. Is there anything in your life 
that you would that you would feel strongly enough about to attempt to glue yourself to an NBA court. I kid you not. It happened last night. Uh, a woman is a part of an animal rights group. She came out, sprayed glue on her hand, smeared it on her hand, and then glued herself to the court for the Clippers and the Timberwolves during the play-in game last night. I kid you not. I have seen people jump out of the stands and attack a first-base coach. I have seen them run after umpires. I have seen fans run on the field naked. How they get naked before they even get to the field, I have no idea, but I digress. I have seen them run naked. Uh, I have seen many weird things at games. I have never seen anyone run out and glue themselves to an NBA court. The organization called Direct Action Everywhere claimed responsibility as if they're gluemeister terrorists or something. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the group said that was in response to a video that was released earlier in the day that allegedly showed an animal rights issue at Timberwolves uh, owner Greg Taylor's egg farm. He's got an egg farm, E-G-G. Uh, the woman identified Alicia Sandrio. Good Italian girl. Glued herself to the court. Feels so bad. Feels so bad. Bill, is there um, something you're passionate enough about to do that? Or if it could be uh, one issue, what would it be? Because I, I can't, it, if if we could get rid of bunting in Major League Baseball, I think I would glue my hand to a field. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything that I would do or anything in my life that would make me that passionate. Um, now. You know, if we're going to the extreme of somebody's got your family held hostage and telling you to do that or we're going to kill all your family members, okay, that, there's a done deal there. But I can't think of anything that I would feel that passionate about to where I would run out onto the court or a field and glue myself to the court. I, I, I You got me on that one. Paul Christ punting from the plus 35. That happens again. I will do that. Uh, would you glue yourself to the goalpost if Paul Christ did that? That would be, that would be the question. Uh, I I can't think of anything. Uh, I can't think of anything. So um, the woman identified as Alicia Santurio, in a press release issued by Direct Action Everywhere, wore a T-shirt with the message, Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive in an attempt to glue herself to the court underneath one of the baskets. There's a video of it out, by the way, over on Bleacher Report. I will uh, I will share that, share that to all. So anyway, according to the press release, the organization obtained footage from a mass of depopulation event 
at Rembrandt Enterprises, an Iowa egg farm owned by the Timberwolves owner in which controversial method called ventilation shutdown uh, plus was used. So I don't know anything about all this stuff. It's it's something they feel strongly about. Okay. Um, it's, uh, there's a, a an issue with bird flu going on right now. And I know it's it's hitting counties in Wisconsin as well. There's been a lot of discussion about it, um, and which is causing some of the the egg prices and agricultural prices for chickens and turkeys and such to rise. I understand all of that. It is it's it's something that you know they're trying to deal with, but uh, they felt strongly about it. And this woman tried to glue herself to the court. Now, the question is, if you have one question, what would it be, Ben? Well, how strong is the glue? What glue did she use? What glue did she use? Couldn't have been Gorilla Glue because I guess that it just came did. off pretty easily. Is it Gorilla Glue? Was it Loctite? She might have used what Elmer's. What was it? You know, was it that Elmer's? Was it wood glue? Should it have been wood glue as opposed to whatever glue it was that they used? You know? What should they have used? If you're going to glue yourself to something, first of all, you got to ask yourself, what the hell kind of glue am I going to use? Think about it. You got to do that because they pride her right on up. So it, whatever glue it is, I think uh, there's a commercial there in the waiting. Gluing protesters to NBA courts all over the country for or since you know 2022. That'll be their new mantra. Would have been an easy layup for Flex Seal. Yep. Exactly, right? <laughs> oh, that'd you be know, funny. This also brought up the whole thing. Minnesota and their players and their fans were celebrating after they won that game, and everybody tried to gatekeep, said they were celebrating too much for winning a play-in game. Right. I think it's one of the pandemics that is affecting sports right now. People get mad when other people celebrate something that might not be a championship but obviously means a lot to them. They were infuriated that they would celebrate as much as they did. Yep. I was look at it. It's, it's, it's about the journey of getting there. If that's important, right. then let them celebrate. Right, right. Well, I just retweeted it. Uh, I, I am completely uh, wanting to know um, what glue she used. I want to know what glue did she use. I put it out there. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Mark over on the Bud Light live stream. Mark, what the hell is wrong with you? Crazy glue. It had to be crazy glue. Our buddy Rudy says it was Elmer's school glue. <laughs> Can you see if she's out there with like a decoupage kit smearing that paste on her hand? Don't touch me for 15 to 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, good God. Now, here's the other aspect of this. Jake, you are correct. How do you take lemons and make it into lemonade? If I am goo gone, I am all over this. Cleaning off NBA courts since 2022. Goo gone. That's fantastic. Jake, you the man. That's awesome. <laughs> Use a little goo gone, clean that court right up. Good to go. Keep on playing, you know? Oh, good stuff. This is why I love doing this show. This is why I love talking to people. People a lot more. There are people out there a lot more creative than me that are sitting there with absolutely nothing to do, going, you know what? This is pretty freaking funny.
Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. we got a lot more to get to. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show. How are we looking? We continue on. Uh, glad you are with us today on this particular day, on a Wednesday. Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. 877-867-1670. Our friends at New Mel Medical Center reminding you they have a 98% success rate and to treating guys with ED, erectile dysfunction, so they can help you out with that. Uh, in addition to that, they have low T treatments. If you're feeling tired, moody, sluggish, just dragging ass, um, they can help you out. They really can. They can give you another boost of energy or... Maybe you're just thinking, this is the time of year I need to start working out and looking good again. Got to move around a little bit. Get me on the all-in-one weight loss plan without a ton of working out, without a ton of physical activity. Just, just do things. They'll help you out. And then they can make you feel better and look better, especially in T-shirt season. So uh, give them a call, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Hit them up again, 414-455-4451. Uh, give him a shout. Um, the uh, I and didn't see that. He said he saw that a fire broke out at Camp Randall today. Any word on what happened? And did you see anything about that? Saw the headline. Um, have not seen anything else about it. Uh, I have not seen that. So yeah, we'll see if we can find out more about it. Um, <laughs> Lloyd says the execution. Of this, meaning the woman that tried to glue herself to the court last night in Minnesota at the Timberwolves game. I'm kidding you. If you're ju- if you're just tuning us in, we're kidding you not. A woman smeared glue on her hand and tried to glue herself to the court at the Timberwolves game. Just an FYI. He said the execution of this makes me wonder if she did spend more time sniffing the glue than actually gluing herself to the floor. Something that I believe the warning label something about if contacted with skin some, with some glues. Think about that for a minute. There you go. I agree with you. <laughs> uh, Robin says, remember when you were a kid putting Elmer's glue on your hand or fingers in grade school and then peeling it off after it dried and it looked like skin? People are going back in the day when you used to put glue on your hands as a kid. <laughs> but yes, I remember that. Used to freak people out. Freak the girls out. Look. Uh. <laughs> 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Hit us up. Um... This is from Mark, who says, uh, the Brewers get a win. I can breathe easy today, which is what we were asking Ben a little bit earlier. I can breathe easy today, at least until later. Uh, thanks for the entertaining show. As always, I'm going to sniff glue now. See you later. <laughs> All right, Ben, let's do the headlines. Let's do let's do the uh, questionable headlines, shall we? Do you want music? Do we have music for this? Yeah, there's a little bit of music. Okay, let's do some music. Music is always a good thing. Ooh. Ooh. 
It's like NFL music. I so there, like it. There's some headlines that are coming before the Congress's latest statement about Dan Snyder. So let me set this up. Uh, the NFL has had a couple of really detrimental articles written about it. One of them being more so than anything, the Congress of the United States House of Representatives Committee on Overson Reform sending a, a letter, a, an evidentiary letter to the committee claiming, and, and as I'll read this, evidence obtained by the committee, including emails, documents, statements from former employees indicate senior executives and the team's owner, Daniel Snyder, may have engaged in a troubling, long-running, and potentially unlawful pattern of financial conduct and victimized thousands of the team's fans and the National Football League. This coming on the heels of the process of trying to figure out whether or not there really was a sexually hostile work environment behind closed doors for the Washington Commanders. An amazing story. Huge. And yet, if you looked at the four-letter network, you would swear to God they're, they're, pardon the pun, in bed with the Washington Commanders because it's been so unbelievably underreported, it's not even funny. But when they were changing the name to Commanders, it was on news every day regarding the uh, the, the Redskins moniker. So they were promoting change and positivity, but when it comes to sexual harassment in the workplace and the stealing of money from fans, including fans who have passed away, there is no level the Washington Commanders seemingly will sink to. So... With that headline, breaking news, where does it stand now on the four-letter network owned by Disney, who has taken a beating of their own, and in bed with the NFL, where does this headline fall? Your I lead. think I've set up a pretty good scene now. Oh, that was wonderful. I want to throw a Chris Berman like whoop in here just because the music gets me in the mood. But <laughs> okay. your lead headline right now, NFL Mock Draft 2022. Mel Kuyper's new predictions for the top 64 picks in rounds one and two. Eddie Munster comes out with a new mock draft, 4.0. Eddie Munster. Have you ever seen Mel Kuyper Jr.'s hair? Yes. (laughs) Pair him up with Eddie Munster. I'm telling you right now, go back and watch the Monsters, and that's Eddie Munster. It's Eddie Munster all grown up. That's what it is. Period. End of story. Because somebody is rocketing up the big board. Oh, nasty time. Tested off the charts, and my pants are now too tight and wet. Unbelievable. Okay, go ahead. Up next, Dean Blandino returns to XFL as vice president of officiating. (laughs) The XFL. Oh, my God. My pants got tight because I'm in love with The Rock. The Rock. We got to get more of The Rock on, for God's sakes. Put him on. There are men being stolen in the NFL. Women are being sexually harassed. Daniel Snyder is the epitome of a pig, but get the rock on. Get the rock on so I can get my rocks off. Come on. Uh, the four-letter network, continually to impress. Uh, it gets better. Up next, seven-round NFL mock draft 2022. Oh, Jordan Reed's oh. predictions for all 262 picks. Oh, my God. I feel like a pirate. I've got a wooden leg. Oh, my God. Oh, Fantastic. All right. Continue. Back to the XFL, I guess. Wade Phillips, Jim Hazlitt, Bob Stoops among eight XFL coaching hires. 
Oh, my goodness. More XFL. Oh, God. I hope, hopefully, at some point, we have a video of the Rock's buttocks cracking walnuts on the set of Get Up so Mike Greenberg can comment on it. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Somebody give me a towel. Continue. There is some real news. Derek Carr agrees to a three-year, $121 million extension with the Las Vegas Raiders. On the heels of the signing of his buddy, his compadre, his former college roommate, Devontae Adams, of course, Derek Carr gets more money. By the way, Rob says, Kuiper, not Eddie Munster, but more like Count Chocula. I love it. Okay, can you? Cam Newton criticizes women who can't cook. <laughs> of course, that's got to be ahead of Daniel Snyder, who is basically getting videos of women sent to him by subordinates within the organization, stealing money from dead people and their families and Washington commander fans. It's Cam Newton. Got to go after Cam Newton. He's an easy target. It is low-hanging. There you have it. Continue. All right. There is one left before we get to the headline. Packers' Tom Clements says Rodgers <laughs> led to his return, as well as Delta. Of course, there has got to be a mention of Aaron Rodgers at some point. I'm surprised the NFL coverage didn't leak into something LeBron's about the NBA, or the NFL, I should say, because they've got to have a little LeBron story in there. But more Rodgers is all Rodgers is good Rodgers all the time. And anything you can get about Aaron Rodgers via Tom Clements, you take it, you run with it like a bandit in the night after grabbing a stereo on a smash and grab out of a Hyundai. That's what you do. That's what ESPN is doing. And do we finally, after all of that important, compelling, deep diving information, what the next headline? Oh, the crafting of this is perfect. Congress, commanders might have broken laws. Might, might, might have. Ah, nothing to see here. Don't look at it. No, no, don't look at it. Like the world of Disney at this point. Don't look at it. There's nothing going on here. Come on. Nothing. Nothing. You can almost see, almost, you can almost see Roger Goodell and Mickey Mouse's hand in the anal crevice of ESPN making their mouth move. Like a puppet master. That's what it is. Oh, oh, by the way, nothing to see. The Washington Commanders, only the House of Oversight Committee is, is coming after them, and they found evidence that they've been stealing millions. They've been stealing money from dead people. They've been stealing money from their fans. They've done anything and everything they possibly could to steal from the other owners within the National Football League. Antitrust is in line. Don't look at it. Don't look at it, kids. Go back to Cam Newton. Can you believe he said, and oh, by the way, we've got Aaron Rodgers news. Oh, doesn't that just make your pants more snug? That is the four-letter network. Oh, God. That's uh, that's fantastic. That was good. I need a cigar. I need some Tylenol, too. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hell 
of a segment right there. I don't care who you are. Radio Gold, Jerry Gold. Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. We're going to talk about this coming up tomorrow. But just to give you the background on it, uh, and I was reading it here during the break, um, if you get a chance, go to the Facebook fan page or if you follow me on Twitter, Follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or over on the Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. And appreciate it if you follow us or like us uh, on either of those. Um, There's a story about Giannis and his views on ego, humility, and how it's inspired people around the world. If you have not seen it, Jim Ozarski is going to join us tomorrow for the program. Um... And he is is going to talk a, a little bit about this story, but it is fantastic. A story about Giannis and how he has inspired people from his words last year. When you focus on the past, that's your ego. When you focus on the future, that's your pride. When you focus on the present, that's your humility, according to Giannis. And... It's it's a really, I mean, a really good story on the precipice of the Bucks going into the postseason and taking on the Chicago Bulls. And again, I, we're going to talk more about it tomorrow, but I wanted to bring it up. If you haven't seen it already, I encourage you to go read it, share it. When we get in, we, we, we make so much fun of certain things and, and the stupidity that is, and, and I get it, um, but... In the world of sports. But when you run across a guy like Giannis, we've got Christian Yelich, who is an MVP. He's mild-mannered. For the most part, he's he's just a likable guy, a very nice guy. You know, maybe almost, in some opinions, too nice. Then you've got Aaron Rodgers who is an MVP, he seems to be fed by his own ego to himself. He is tenacious with a chip on his shoulder, but I don't know if it's self-oriented, goal-oriented, team-oriented, or what. Um, but very much if you go into the category of Giannis and in the discussion, when you focus on your past, that's your ego, that seems to be Rogers talks a lot about what he's done, what he's accomplished, and not about the pride side of things, focusing on the future and what he wants to do with his team, with the teammates, with the franchise. So we've got a, a, a stark difference of superstars in the state of Wisconsin. And then there's Giannis, who is as big as any of them. He plays in the NBA. When you look at the grand scheme of things, the NBA is not the largest when it comes to, say, the the magnitude of the NFL, but certainly it is a worldwide sport. And Giannis not being born in this country, coming on, being so likable, a childlike smile, does everything for the most part right. Uh, 
you know, an upstanding guy who truly said it's not about the money. It's about winning, and it's about keeping my guys with me, and it's about being able to go out and perform, who gets humbled to the point that if they lose a game and he doesn't perform well, walks next door and practices until midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., because he just wants to be better. He takes it to heart, a loss. He takes it to a blow to his own humility, ego, and pride. If you haven't read the story yet, I encourage you to do so. It is really, really, really worth it. Really worth it. Take a, take a look. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Um, yeah, give it, give us, give us a buzz on this. Um, and, and Joseph, you're right. You know, we're kind of truly blessed to, to have, you know, a guy like Giannis in this state, somebody that you can root for. When you look at some of the guys uh, in the NBA, uh, and I'm just going to go with the NBA, but when you look at some of the ego that's in the NBA, when you look at some of the comments coming out, we'll say, you know, like a Kevin Durant, who's, um, you know, always seemingly going after people on Twitter and irked by everything that's said about him. Um, when you look at you know a, a guy like Steph Curry too, I really like Steph Curry. There's a lot of likability there. There's enough tenacity. He wants to be good. He's got a little fun to the game. He's got some pep in his step. Seems to be a really good guy off the court. You know, but there's two stories today about Kevin Durant getting upset by Browns and, and all the Celtics talk. And uh, then there's uh, the comments regarding MB talking about how he's had a great year. He should be the MVP. His numbers are incredible. Um, you look at certain guys. When you go through the discussion of of this, they feel. Uh, and, and, you know, on one hand, you can say he's stepping up for a guy like uh, Embiid. And Embiid had, has, has had a tremendous year. I think there were people that genuinely got upset that Giannis won it in, in, in his years. That he's won the MVP. You know, look at a guy like James Harden, who clearly holds a grudge. You know, some of the things that are stated and said, you look at a guy like LeBron, who for the longest time was the face of the league, who just over the over years has, I mean, he already had an ego coming into the league, and now it's just this magnanimous ego. He just feels like, well, this year I don't think I'm going to get involved in the player personnel decisions. Why? Because you failed. Everything you wanted, you got, and you failed. You know, time to keep your mouth shut. You've ruined franchise. You, you go in, you win a championship, and you ruin franchises. That's what you do because you're uh, because of your ego. All Giannis ever said was, all I want to do is continually every year compete for a championship. Just put enough guys around me to compete for a championship, and we'll get there. And he's been friends with and kept his, his promises to the guys around him. It's just it's just a different animal, so to speak. It just it just is. It's it's great to have a guy like that in your own backyard. Two hours of this program are down. Two hours yet to go. We're going to talk with Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus. We'll talk with him about the uh, NFL, the NFL draft, draft needs, rumors, innuendos, all that kind of stuff. That is coming up after the top of the hour. Reminder, tomorrow we're going to be on site. Stenny, second and national, Walker's Point. We're going to be down there for the Brewers home opener. Come on by, Brewers fans, wear your garb. Grab yourself some specials when you walk through the door. 
Then they'll shuttle you down to American Family Field as they do each and every game. Get you back safe. It's going to be a good time. Good time coming up tomorrow. Live broadcast, 10 to 2. Stenny's second and National Walker's Point for Brewers Home Opening Day. Looking forward to it. Got a lot more to get to. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.